0: Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at It's Guy. And today is episode 165, and it's entitled, Let's Talk About Shame. So this morning, I was, you know, I've been having some really, really great days for the past few days. And today has just been, you know, it was a great day. And I went to the gym, and I was feeling really, really happy. And I was sitting there. I was working out, and you know, I was, I was uh, work, working out in front of the mirror, and you know, and as I was just kind of smiling and looking happy, all of a sudden this voice came in my head: "How can you be so happy when you have this particular flaw?" And instantly, I started thinking about that flaw. But then it came to me almost immediately after that. So what? So what if every single one of us has so many flaws? And it was interesting. I I, had, I was talking to this particular individual that I could see had different challenges. And they were so incredibly happy. And it was so inspiring to me that uh, in light of all the challenges they had, they still chose to be happy. So where does this idea that we have to be a certain way come from? Well, I believe, as I've shared many times, it comes from the adversary. You know, it's like today, you know, I was, I was having this ama- amazing day and, you know, you have that thought come in your head, be like, well, you don't have this. And it's like, oh, I don't. Maybe I'm supposed to be sad because I don't have that. But instead, it was just, so what? Who cares? I don't have to be a certain way in order to be happy. You know, it's interesting that, well, first of all, this idea of shame, you know, I was, I happened to be reading a particular talk from our church that was from like 1971 called Where Art Thou? And the gist of it is talking about Adam and Eve, you know, when, when they were in the garden and they hid themselves. You know, God's like, well, why did you hide yourselves? Well, we were afraid. Well, it's, it's interesting that, you know, the adversary uses fear and he uses shame. But it it's interesting as well that there's another verse later that says, And you know, and they were naked and they were not ashamed. And so it wasn't the act of just being naked that made them ashamed. You're like and I love the question. It's like, well, who told you that you were naked? They didn't know any different. <laughs> that was how they had bed forever. Well, there was only Adam and Eve and the serpent in the garden. And it was the serpent. You know, and as it goes, goes on and talks about, you know, in this, in this talk, it talks about how that was Satan. That was Satan. And he, you know, and he constantly tries to shame you. He says, oh, you're never going to be good enough until you have X, Y, Z, you're never going to be happy unless you're married, you're never going to be, you know, respected by your peers. Unless you have this, you're never going to be respected by your parents and your parents are never going to be proud of you unless you have this, well, guess what? That is infinite that, that can go on infinitely. And when we're able to just say, so what? Who cares? What, is it? what does it matter? Guys, if you were already perfect, you wouldn't be here. We, we are here on this mortal life experience to learn. Could you imagine if you didn't feel shame for your insecurities? You didn't feel shame for your weaknesses. You didn't feel shame for your flaws. What would you be? You know, there's an awesome book, and it's been quite some time since I've read it, but it's called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And Brene Brown is actually a shame researcher. And I and I would highly recommend that book. You know, I I read it once again, like like I said, quite a while ago. If you never buy into that first thought that says And points out any of your flaws and says you're not good enough. You never keep going down that road. I know for me and for other people. Sometimes we look at ourselves and we we look at those. Our perceived flaws. And we say, oh, if only I didn't have this perceived flaw, then I would be married. I don't believe that's the case. Like, my goal in in sharing today about shame is just because it came up this morning when I was at the gym. And because it felt like the right thing to talk about. But it really is, it's a tool of the adversary. Heavenly Father loves you no matter what you are doing in your life. Even somebody that's making horrible choices. People that are locked up for life because of the choices they've made. That does not change the love that Heavenly Father has for you. There is nothing that you can do that will ever make him not love you. There's plenty of things that will probably make him... Frustrated. (laughs) Not really though, because he understands how everything works. You guys remember last week how we talked about the don't let the clouds get in the way? Shame starts out as one of those clouds that really is just a thought. But once we allow it to internalize and say, oh, yeah. I I can't be joyful and happy because I'm not, insert whatever, here for you. It's just a thought. Okay. So what? You've got this particular perceived flaw, but then again, none of us are really flawed because Heavenly Father created you exactly as he wanted you. Would you want anything different? Than what he wanted for you. We've got to stop worrying and complaining about all the things that we go through. Shame is an illusion. That once internalized can mess you up. But it can be fixed. It's not like a, you know, it's the thing that's going to mess you up for life. It's one of those that. You're just gonna have those thoughts sometimes. You know, it's it's interesting looking back at my life at times that I was trying to do the best that I could. And I was so worried that I wasn't doing everything exactly the way that I was supposed to. God doesn't ask for perfection, he asks for effort. Do you know how many people, and and I'm trying not to go to a, a different topic here, but if you could just say, okay, what is it that I desire? What is it that I want to create? And go do it. You'd be surprised at how much you would learn on that path. You know what I see for myself about shame, is I see it as something that has held me back a lot of my life. Shame is something that makes you feel less than, because you did because you did or didn't do something. For years, I felt, you know, I felt that less than that shameful feeling, like, oh, I, I didn't. I didn't play, you know, sports in high school. Oh, if only I would have played sports in high school, my life would be better. But guess what? There were probably tons of people around me that didn't do that either, and they were fine. That doesn't mean that sometimes we don't we don't make choices that we would, you know, kind of want to do over. Like, I I, I don't really regret. Not playing football in high school because I, I was really little. And, uh, you know, it just, yeah. However, you know what I do possibly regret? Not playing basketball. I love basketball now. But I can't go back and change that and be walking around saying, oh, this person played, you know, basketball in high school and I didn't. And so, they're better than me. Now, I remember this this picture that was drawn in, like, Seven Habits of Teens. Yes, I've studied this stuff pretty much since, like, definitely since I was 18. Well, I think my parents had me read a book, The uh, Seven Habits of Teens or something, years ago. And I remember this picture of this totem pole. And, you know, and I guess the word they used for it was Pride. But it's like you know a totem pole effect is you looking up to somebody else and thinking they're better than you because they did certain things, and you know them, and and then you looking down on other people because they're not doing the things you know that you're doing. And so I I look at shame as first of all it's just a thought, it's a thought that comes in our head that the second you start treating it as real, it affects you. There was this movie and. It's been years since I've seen this so I really don't I don't know if I watched it now if it would be as scary as it was back then but it was called The Skeleton Key and I'm not even going to the plot of the movie like if you've seen it you'll know what I'm talking about and if not that's okay it's a pretty like it's a pretty intense like horror movie and so I remember watching this and I remember like not being able to sleep almost for like a week after this, because just kind of messing with my head. And, but one of the parts that I remember, this is the, like, if I got this one line from that movie, it was worth watching it. And I've had friends that, you know, have watched it and probably when I say it's like, oh yeah, that movie was really scary. They're like, uh, really? But there's a line in there that says it only works if you believe. If somebody walks up to you and says, You're a Martian, and as long as you're not an actual Martian, you're good. Like, you're not gonna, the things that don't affect us, that don't hit us, because there's not a part of us that longs for more. See, I think for plenty of our flaws, when it when it comes to them, what we would love to have is the thing that other people are telling us. Oh yeah, I, I would have loved to have that experience. I would love to have that physical attribute. And we're like, ah, oh, but I don't. And if only, and especially what happens when when life is rolling downhill, we start to see everything. We start to look at things differently. It's like, oh, this you know this experience didn't happen in my life because of this and this and this. Versus when your life is actually going pretty well, stuff just doesn't sting as much. You know, it's just like, okay, you know, it's like we went and played. Uh, it was so cool. Me and my me, uh, me, me and a friend, a, a, a friend uh, out where my nieces and nephews live. His son, that's friends with my nephew, was having a birthday party, and I, I got to be the adult that went. And, uh, and we went paintballing. I've been paintballing for 20 years and it's like, you know, the paintballs we were playing with, they stung for a minute, but you couldn't even see a mark afterwards. Well, most of the things for us, they sting us, they hit us and we're like, Oh my goodness that happened. What my invitation to you guys would be, at least in this moment, is when a thought comes that says you're anything less than an incredible, amazing, awesome child of God, don't listen to it. Heavenly Father is not going to show up and say, hey, Joseph, because of this physical characteristic, you're not going to have as good a life as somebody else, (laughs) He might show up and say, hey, Joseph, like you might want to work on this thing. I mean, yeah, like that might happen for you. You might have an impression, hey, go do this. But anytime you say, I can't do it because essentially I'm not good enough. That's shame. We spend so much time working on our flaws or working on our perceived flaws when we don't understand that a perceived flaw is just a thought. It's a thought that enters your head that you've internalized. That's all it is, guys. And when you're at the that party with a bunch of family members, and they're like, "Are you ever gonna get married?" and it hits you so hard because you're like, "Well, yeah, but I don't feel that way right now." I, you know, and then we we worry about like, "Oh, well, I have to go get married, and I have to do, you know, and, and I have to do all these other things." So what do I have to fix about myself? You can improve yourself, but I want you to know there's nothing to fix because you're not broken. I mean, so many people go around the world thinking, That there's something in particular that they have to fix about their lives. Instead of just enjoying your life. I want to read an excerpt from Brene Brown's TED Talk. And she says, There's a great quote that saved me this past year by Theodore Roosevelt. A lot of people refer to it as the man in the arena quote and it goes like this it is not the critic who counts it is not the man who sits and points out how the doer of deeds could have done things better and how he falls and stumbles the credit goes to the man in the arena whose face is marred with dust and blood and sweat but but when he's in the arena at best he wins and at worst he loses but when he fails When he loses, he does so daring greatly. And she goes on to say, and that's what this conference is about. That's what life is about. Daring greatly. About being in the arena. When you walk up to that arena, and you put your hand on the door. And you think, I'm going in and I'm going to try this. And then she says something here that I was kind of hinting at earlier. Shame is the grandmother who says, uh, you're not good enough. You never finished that MBA. Your wife left you. I know your dad really wasn't in Luxembourg. He was in Sing Sing. I know those things that happened to you growing up. I know you don't think that you're pretty enough or smart enough or talents enough or powerful enough. I know your dad never paid you any e- attention, even when you made CFO. Shame is that. Well." We could boil that down, as I was talking about before. It's so funny when I started this, I was like, "I th- I thought there was gonna be more here," and now I'm like, "Everything is so simple, guys." Well, well, when I say simple, I don't I don't mean necessarily easy. Those thoughts that she shared, like, uh, yeah, when you go and you try something, oh, you're not good enough. You never finished that MBA, like. You never played on, you know, your high school football team, your basketball team, you never were a cheerleader, you never were insert whatever here. Well, there's plenty of people that never did all that stuff. Like I'm I'm thinking of a song by a band I like called Good Charlotte. And they've got a they've got an entire song that's called The Little Things. And it talks about, you know, never, you know, never getting picked for this, never getting picked for that. Well, they made a ton of money off that. I think the difference is internalization. When you internalize any thought that you have about you're not good enough because of this. You're not good enough. You have to, you know, you have to have a degree. You have to have all these other things. Like, you don't have to have any of that. You know, she calls it the gremlin. I call it the crazy leprechaun thinking. And I also call it what it is. It's the adversary. It's not me sitting there thinking I'm not good enough. You know, like God is not going to show up when you're having the time of your life and be like, hey, hey, Joseph, I just want to let you know about this particular flaw, that this characteristic that you have. You can't be happy because you have that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. So." My invitation to you guys is to stop letting shame and fear and like all that stuff ruin your life and to start daring greatly. Every one of you, I've had so many cool conversations. Oh my goodness, guys. I've had so many cool conversations this week. This week has just been incredibly awesome. And, you know, like coaching conversations and even just conversations in public. I mean, I have had so cool things happen. Oh my goodness. It's been amazing. Um, well, well, it was interesting when I'm talking to people, I'm starting to, I, I'm able to notice what really lights them up, what makes them happy and simply say, hey, you know, you got really, really happy talking about that thing. Maybe just go do that. And instantly it's, I can't because, well, I've told you guys before, I haven't asked me anything call that anyone could come and attend. It's generally the second, it's generally the second Monday of each month. And it's generally at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Sometimes it changes, but like what I do is people say, I really want to do this, but I can't because of X, Y, Z. I hope them show that X, Y, Z is an illusion. It's all an illusion. So guys, whatever shameful thoughts that you think you have, I also want I also want to point something else, and i I learned this from Julia Cameron, the artist' Way. Take a notebook. There are so many things that you probably do not want to talk about with anybody else. There's plenty of things I don't want to talk about with anybody else. Well, I just take a regular spiral notebook and I just start writing in there. Whatever comes to my mind, I do three pages each morning and I, and I do my own notebook. So even if like during the day, I kind of get spun out a little bit. Cause yes, it happens to me. I don't, for whatever reason, like people think that I'm just always, always on. I'm always confident. I'm always, etc. cetera. Guys. I, too, get lost in my head plenty of times, tons of times. Well, this is something that can even help during the day of just, you know, okay. well, because we want to get it out. We want somebody to listen. And to be honest, so many people are so busy with their lives. Nobody's around to listen to you. So write in a notebook and I write so fast that nobody can read what I write. And I have in my notebook, it says, do not read this. I don't want anybody to read that stuff. That's a place for me to process, for me to figure things out. And so if that's helpful for you, that has been amazing. And the entire Artist Way program from Julia Cameron is amazing too. But once again, all these thoughts of shame are just a great illusion. You know, it's it's kind of like I love in, in a book called the Book of Mormon, which is similar to the Bible. It's another testament of Jesus Christ. You guys can, if 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 you want to follow along, sometimes when I mention that, just go to your app store and download the Book of Mormon, totally free, and it's just a a standalone app where you can you know read this book. Well, in one Nephi eight, he talks about this great mist of darkness. Well. It's not hurting them. It's just making it dark so it's harder to see. All you gotta do is recognize when thoughts come up in your head that they are an illusion. And all you gotta do is move forward. And once again, like if you just need a place to process, get a get a spiral notebook. They're like a dollar at the store. And get one and just start scribbling in it. Start writing down whatever words come to your mind that you feel you need to get out. That you don't want to share with anybody. And and once again, guys, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you're at in life, I want you to all know that you matter. Heavenly Father cares about you. And if you can just see shame for the thought that it is in your head, you can do wonderful, wonderful things by simply ignoring it. Eh, there's that thought. And other times you process it, you, you figure it out. You do whatever you feel like doing and go do whatever you've been inspired to do. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning, At 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then, that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.